junior church or student's church or children's church or get out of here. <laughs> out of here. I just want uh, you all to pray for Adam. Uh, it's 14 degrees in Glendale, 85 in Jamaica. Pick your way of praying, I don't care. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we have the opportunity to share together and that we uh, just be together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm glad you chose to come and be with us today. And I'm glad you're able. We have a lot of people that are ill and under the weather in the hospital. And I ask an extra prayer for them and you know them. A friend of mine uh, raised sheep and it, it kind of reminded me of years ago, my great-grandmother had a wooden cook stove, and uh, she always had little chicks that she put behind it in the late spring, early, uh, you know, late winter, early spring, and she'd have those chicks back there, and they'd cheep, 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 and all that stuff, and, and this lady had uh, lambs, and so they were some that needed some uh, extra care so she brought them in the house and they were twin lambs and they needed that extra care and uh, they became very special to her and somebody said what's their names have you given them name and she says I sure did well what's their name goodness and mercy for they shall follow me all the days of my life well I, I think our lesson today, I want to talk to you about sheep, but I want to talk to you about being a part of the flock of Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I know uh, I have a very simple message for you today, a very simple message, but it's a message that really reaches the heart of our journey and of our creation for Jesus Christ. Because I use the analogy that the Bible's using, and the Bible uses sheep over 500 times in the New Testament, or in, in the Bible, 500 times in the Bible. That's more than any other animal. And King, Jay, or King David, in uh, his scripture of the 23rd Psalm, would you put the 23rd Psalm up? Would you all read with me the 23rd Psalm? The Lord... And whenever we talk of sheep in the scripture, this always comes to our mind. The Lord is my shepherd. And what does it mean for the Lord to be our shepherd? Well, David is the first one we think of as the great shepherd of the Old Testament and testifying of, of, Jesus, of the Lord as his shepherd. And then we come a little bit later and the prophet Isaiah talks about sheep and we have in the scriptures in Isaiah 53 it says we like all sheep have gone astray each of us has turned our own way and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all 
So this is reminding us that Jesus has taken the, the heavy load of our sin and taken it upon himself. Now, I know many of you do not like to be referred to sheep because it seems like it's some kind of a feeble animal, gentle and, and not able to, to stand for itself. And, uh, you know, sheep, uh, uh, unless, unless you are having trouble sleeping, sheep never come to your mind. Most of you would consider yourself, well, maybe I would consider most of you more like a mule than I would as a sheep. Because we're determined. We know the way that we want to go. Uh, a sheep is not who we are. It's not what we would visualize. We, we like our independence. We like our free spirit. We like to be an individual. And sheep, no, no. Al March told me that sheep can leap over something, get hung, and stay there and won't even try to help themselves get out. We look at sheep as stupid, as a simple-minded animal, and yet they're not that feeble-minded. We've limited our thought. Yeah, sheep need a flock, and they want a flock, and I think that's a great misunderstanding that we have about sheep. I think it's important that we bring together that thought of a flock for us. You see, uh, kind of like uh, American Express, I think it was. American Express, uh, a, be a part of the privileged. That was our, I think that was the theme of American Express. Uh, membership has its privileges. That was it. Membership has its privileges. Well, I think as the membership of the flock, and brothers and sisters, I consider you my family. You can call it family. You can call it flock. But together, we hold together, and we have privileges and great privileges of being a part of that flock. We have the strength. Uh, him making his announcement while ago and you clapping that was a part of you that I'm not allowed to mention that but that's a part of you and 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 you shared that uh, we this past week have been very concerned about Alan and Debbie Couch and and their role and uh, certainly Debbie's doing much better and uh, stat flight to Louisville and then brought back uh, they attempted the process to uh, unblock her heart here in Hardin County, and they weren't able to do it, and they took her to Louisville. It was successful, but it took time and concern and prayers. Uh, ben Roberts is in the hospital and needs our prayers, and Debbie needs our prayers. We, we, Cordell Tabb's mom is at, uh, uh, hospice has been called in. She's 101 years old. If she lives to March, she's 102. But the family is standing there and staying there because she, she still is a great spirit and a great mind, but her body is just worn out. We're a flock, and we care about one another, and we lift up one another, and we're excited about being a part of that, that flock with its membership and its privileges, but it also has its responsibilities. And being a part of that flock means that we're responsible. And uh, let, let me put it uh, 
uh, in, in a way, I wish Joe Cross was here today. Uh, some of us are hard of hurting. You hear me? We're hard of hurting. You see, in the Western Hemisphere, we herd our flock. In the Eastern Hemisphere, they lead the flock. And so today, as we come together, I want us to look at this Scripture. I want us to think about this. And instead of uh, wandering off and being lost, instead of uh, trying it all on our own, we realize the responsibility and the importance of being part of the flock that we have come together for that. Let's look at our Scripture for the day. At the time of the Feast of Dedication, uh, this is also called the Feast of the Light. It took place in the month of December, and it was eight days long. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple area in the portico of Solomon. And the portico of Solomon is the west side, uh, uh, no, the east side of the temple. It's a porch with an overhang. And everything is just great in that, that Jesus is walking along under this porch, and uh, the Jews then surrounded him and began to say to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name These testify of me. But you don't believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one would snatch them out of my hand. My Father has given them to me. uh, has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand my father and I are one now I want us to look at this scripture and I want us to see Jesus walking along on a beautiful afternoon going to worship and study about his father and to teach and he's walking along and And these individuals come up and say, all right, let's get to truth. Let's get to the bottom line. Are you the Messiah or not? Because the Jews, the greatest hope they had was looking for that Messiah, hoping the Messiah would come in their lifetime. And they say, are you the Messiah or not? Do we look for somebody else? Jesus said, (coughs) I've told you over and over and over again that I am the Messiah, I am doing the works of the Father, and you're not taking me seriously. Now listen, if you take me seriously, you're my sheep. My sheep know me, and I know them by individuals. I know them. I think it's very important that we stop today and ask ourselves, do we take being the sheep, a part of the flock of Jesus Christ, seriously? Is this something that we talk about? Are we serious about the Lord's business? The love of Jesus Christ is in you, and you are to be shedding and sharing that love of Jesus Christ wherever you go. When you walk into a place, you ought to be bringing the calmness of Jesus, 
because you live the life of Jesus. What does it mean that I know them as an individual? We, we support a ministry here in our missions, and you all are very generous to this mission, and it's called Pioneer Bible Translators. Pioneer Bible Translators go to a country, and they some countries don't even have a written language. They develop the written language for them. William and Robin Butler, you have supported for 40 years. A few years ago, we showed a video of them bringing the scripture and how all the people came out and they had a revival of eight days just reading the scripture, 24 hours a day, just reading the scripture. And the people of Papanal, New Guinea celebrated that word because it was the first time they ever had a Bible in their own language. In Cameroon, they were translating the language, and it was the Nai language, uh, or Haidai language, HDI. And in the HDI language, they were translating and doing and listening to the people and then writing the scripture. And they came to the word love. And every word in the uh, Hainai language, every verb, every action word has an A, a U, or an I. But when they came to the word love, it only had an A and an I. And so the translators sit down with the Thai people, the older people of the tribe, and they say, help us understand this. We don't understand, <coughs> we don't understand why you don't have the word love with a U. And they said, no, 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 no. Well, tell us. Well, if you have the I, it means I love my wife, I loved her, but she's gone off and I don't love her anymore. Okay, that's the I. What's the A? Well, A is I love my wife, she brings me water, she fixes my meal, I care for her. That's the A. She's action. She treats her husband well. Well, what about you and they laughed <clears throat> they laughed and they said if we had you that means we'd have to love our wife no matter what if she quit fixing our meals if she quit bringing us water if she left us if she had adultery we still had to love our wife we have no you for love the translator said what what do, what are you saying we'd have to love her no matter what and they said, well, what about God who loved you no matter what? And they started laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's God. He loves us no matter what. And so when the Bible was translated in the Haidai language, they have the word uh, U on the end of D-V-U. It means God loves them no matter what. You know what I mean? God's going to love us no matter what. And I need to love God no matter what. And the Bible expresses that love. And that's why Jesus loves us individually. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to save Avery. 
God loved the world. God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to love Brian. God gave his son to love Angela, to love you. God gave his only begotten son for you. Folks, that's the greatest gift. And we don't take it seriously. We play at it. And we don't put the you on God. He loves us in spite of everything. You see, he also says that the sheep know his name. And, and that's a very simple, I, I saw an illustration in, in Australia that one man claimed that uh, this other man stole his sheep and they went to court and the judge says, okay, bring the sheep and put them outside. And I want the, the uh, shepherd who claims that the man stole his sheep to stand at the door and call the sheep. They called him and didn't come. Now I want the defendant to call. And those sheep left the outside of the courtroom, came right into the courthouse, right up to that man. Judge said, case settled. Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers says, listening is the beginning of love. The sheep know my name and I know them. The sheep know my voice. Do you know the voice? Have you been silent enough to listen for the voice of Jesus? You know, I believe most of us are great talkers. But there are very few of us, or very few of you, I should say, that are good listeners. The world needs more listeners, and the Christian cause needs more listeners. And the love of Jesus Christ begins when we begin to listen to him. We're not listening to the people all around us. We're listening to Jesus. How many of you shoveled snow yesterday morning? The weatherman said we're going to shovel snow yesterday morning. Uh, how many of you scraped the snow off your windshield? We listen. Now, I'll be honest. I listen to the weatherman, and then I turn it off, and I think, what did he say? And I have to pull up my app on the phone to see what he said. I, I forget from one minute to the other. But we're more concerned about weather then we're concerned about people knowing Jesus Christ. We're more concerned about the weather than we are listening to Jesus Christ for directions in our lives. And we're all guilty of that. We are sheep that need to hear the voice of our master, of our shepherd. Are you willing to listen? And one other thing I want to share with you. In the United States... In the Western Hemisphere, I said a moment ago, we drive our sheep. In Bethlehem, the shepherd steps on the rock, and when the shepherd gets up off the rock, the sheep get up. And the shepherd starts walking, and the sheep follow right along. Now, that is what we need to get in our concept. The sheep know his voice and they follow along and they accept. And you, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are listening to the voice of Jesus Christ and you're following along. And why are you following along? 
I want you, I want you to practice a, a little, I want you to learn this five-finger drill. It's actually a four-finger drill, but I want you to learn. So hold out your left hand. When, when you say the, put down this song, the, lo, the Lord is my what finger is that? The ring finger. And what, what does the ring finger signify? Love. Love. The Lord is my, my shepherd, the love finger. I want you to remember that. And when days get gloomy and days get tough, I want you to say, the Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. And because of that, I can accomplish great things and I can overcome and I can endure because I'm going to be victorious because the Lord is my shepherd. I'm going to endure. And as a disciple of Christ, <coughs> you, can you can judge today whether you're going to follow Jesus or follow the world. It's your choice. Your choice. We're out there to make that decision. And no matter how deep or how bad it gets, the Lord's my shepherd. This past Friday, I had the distinct honor of going to the Central Harden Hall of Athletic Hall of Fame. And it was a great honor and congratulations to Jaron Morning because he's being inducted into the, uh, what's that, John Harden. <laughs> and Jaron is very deserving of that. But in that uh, opportunity we had, many of you know that John Wallace, who was the kicker for Central Harden, and uh, went on to the University of Louisville, is diagnosed with very severe and serious cancer. And John, got up and he said I should not be here because all I did was kick field goals and there were people who far greater and did greater things but I'm here because Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior and that Jesus Christ has a reward for me and I'm here to the glory of Jesus Christ and I thank him for a great family I thank him for a great wife and I thank him for a child that I have a beautiful daughter and a child that I hope to see in August. Now that touched my heart. Because there's so many things we take for granted. But John was saying there, I thank God for the flock that I'm a part of. I thank God for the herd that watches over me and protects me and builds me. The purpose of the church is a fellowship. We're all in the same boat. Fellowship. And in that ship, we're encouraging one another, we're lifting up one another, we're holding one another, and we are touching the lives of one another. My life is different because I am a minister of the Glendale Christian Church. My life has become different because I'm a part of this community and this church is a part of other parts of this kingdom. So you know what I mean. You know what I mean. My sheep listen to my voice. 
I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they'll never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Now, I want to ask you, are you a part of the flock of Jesus Christ? Are you a part of the flock of Jesus Christ? And as part of the flock of Jesus Christ, do you feel the fellowship of one another? Do you feel the strength? In fact, just reach out and grab the hand of the person across from you. Squeeze it gently. That is strength. That is love. If you don't have that love, if you don't feel that love, then you need to become more active because I'm saying if you're not feeling and not experiencing, it's because you want to be on the verge, on the edge of the flock. You don't want to be in the flock. And if you're on the edge, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to those enemies, those things that come against you. You need to come inside. And when the shepherd gets up, you need to first to get up and go. Are you a part of the flock of Jesus Christ? Do you know his voice? Have you heard his voice? Do you know? And when you come up to him, does he say, I know you. I know you. And I've known you for a lot of years. And I love you. Do you have that kind of relationship with Jesus? To be a part of the flock. You know, in, in society today, we're wanting to stay outside. We're not wanting to get in and get involved. Now's the time to get in and get involved. This week, I, I had the opportunity to go to something. I don't remember what it was. Found out James is uh, James is the chairman of the board of uh, Hospice. Hospice is one of the greatest ministries there is. I just told you Cordell Tab's mom's under the care of Hospice. James making a difference, making a difference. Picture in the paper this week: Angie Isaacs delivering food for warm blessings to homebound. There are so many ways that you can serve. There are so many ways you can serve in here. But being a flock, a part of the flock, is important. Don't stay on the verge, folks. Don't stay out on the side. Come in and say, I want to be a part of this household of faith. I want to be a part of this household of faith, and I want to lift up Jesus where I go. Now is the time. Today is the day. Don't wait any longer. Get in the flock. Let's stand and sing.